Good morning for another Sunday session on the uh, Estate Agents podcast. Uh, we are the headline act for the 10 a.m. warm-up. They've just done it in, in reverse. Um, but I did have the pleasure this week in speaking with Mr. Mintz. Um, it flew by, so uh, we had an early we had an early morning. I think it was six or six thirty. Um, no, six o'clock in the morning. I think it was on Monday where we had an early morning kerfuffle uh, kind of podcast thing. So that was um, so that was good. But um, but good morning, gents. How are we? Yeah, good. Thank you. Morning, Simon. Morning, Edward. Morning, Jim. It's been a very interesting week this week. I'll let Andy go first, and then I'll share share my week. Good yeah. morning, Andy. Morning. Morning, morning. How are we? Yeah, no, 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 good. When you rang me yesterday, Andy, I was in mid-flow of washing the car, so that's why I couldn't talk properly, because uh, I was trying to beat the day, beat the daylight fading, because um, unfortunately, when I decide to wash the car, it, that's like half my day taken up. <laughs> so, good morning, not, Amy. Not how how are you? So how's your week been, Andy? Yeah, good. Yeah, so it's, it's been a long week. Good morning, Abigail. Um, it's been a long week this week. Obviously, we've had the Daniel Spencer training in the morning. So rather than try and fend off two girls in the evenings when mum is working and doing it on catch up, I've been in the office at seven o'clock um, Monday to Friday this week, obviously finishing it between six and seven. So long, long days, but good days. We've got another instruction this week. Um, I fought against... Um, some, some fees competition and um, some r ridiculous fees um, to uh, to win the business. So yeah, all in all, good week. Nice successful property launch. Um, yeah. Another valuation on the back of it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just um, just a quick just a quick one, Andy, because I know we've we spoke about this with uh, me, you, and Sean when we were trying out um, that new social media platform. So. So we've had quite a few, and I had a WhatsApp message come through yesterday from one of the clients. I'd be interested to get what everyone's take is on physical viewings. But um, as much as we're telling people, limited two people to do the viewing, we had a property where it was a vendor view, and five people turned up from the same, supposedly from the same household. Um, and I'm sure it's not just it's not just people in Leicester that that's occurring to. So um, just be interested to see what everyone's stance on uh, on physical viewings and what their protocols are as well at the minute, because there still seems to be quite a lot of ignorance out there. Yeah, and I think some of that, Luke, is down to agents' reluctance to stand together, I think. So at, at location, location, obviously, you know, Asad um, and, and Vicky really well. Um, we're very, very strict. Um, the safety of our community, our colleagues and our clients is paramount. So we've gone, um, I'd say we've gone, you know, full on with our explainer videos. Um, our stance is that it's a maximum of two people. We keep the viewings to 20 minutes. We book them 30 minutes apart. We ask them not to touch. Um, when they turn up to the property, we'll take a contactless um, temperature check on them to make sure they're showing no signs of fever ask the standard questions, um, which are obviously the COVID questions that we've all got used to asking over the last 12 months. Um, we then ask them to wear shoe covers. Um, we ask them to keep hands in pockets because I don't know about you, Luke, but it's like it's second nature, isn't it? When you're walking up a set of stairs, you grab yeah. on the handrail and we all do it. 
Yeah, gr grab so, the handrail. You open a kitchen cupboard. You open an understairs cupboard door. Uh, any, any, anything like that. Um, yeah, absolutely. And we, we don't allow that. So I will go in, you know, those ridiculous blue plastic gloves. Um, so I will wear the gloves when they come into the home. Um, it's shoe covers on, it's hand sanitized. And then I just make a joke out of it and say, look, the easiest way for you not to touch anything, believe me, trust me, in my experience is just stick your hands in your pockets and I'll be your lackey. Anything you want opened, anything you want closed, please allow me to do it. Um, and yeah, I've had a couple try it on. I had to turn a couple away because they refused, um, uh, obviously mask as well. Uh, they refused yeah. to wear a mask um and they said they were exempt um and i said with the greatest of respect i respect that you're exempt but i'm not and nor are my clients so their safety is paramount um so basically <laughs> everything and gets told to do it shoot, you hands your eyes and don't make eye contact yeah thanks for that mince Wow. I'll, I'll, just, I'll keep knocking them out. You keep batting them out of the park. But look, I just think yeah. we should be over communicating at this time. Um, yeah. Uh, and I do think it's, um, I think agents need to be firm and strong, like what you've just yeah. said there, and not be yeah. weak um, and not just, just think of the pound signs. Um, they've, they've got to look at their social, moral, ethical responsibilities. Um, 100%. And, and I think there's too many agents that are letting the side down and that's what's going to give the industry a bad name and that's what's maybe letting people call to try and shut the property market. Um, if, if you look at it, Luke, I mean, down. you know, when we sat here this time last week, off air, we were, you know, I think it's fair to say shitting ourselves that this week could be the week that they, they close the industry down. Um, yeah, fortunate, fortunately, um, infection rates are starting to fall. Yeah, um, nationally, and I think that you know, as long as they continue to fall, it's it's, it's inevitable. Obviously, that unfortunately, that the death rate will will continue to increase um, because you've always got that lag. But I think if infection yeah. rates continue to fall, then I think there's less chance of. Of, of the industry shutting down, but I, I tell you, it, it, it really brought it home to me this week. Um, there's a young lad that was in my brother's year at school, so two, two years younger than me, just celebrated his 42nd birthday uh, by the name of Gavin. He was an estate agent um, in the town that I grew up in, Wyndham, and uh, knew the guy really well, spoke to me before he got into the industry. Um, must have been 14, 15 years ago, and I, um, I sadly heard of his passing. He went into hospital with COVID um, early in the new year. And um, sadly, he passed away on the 13th. So, you know, if if, if 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 there's not a message there about how we've got to keep our, our clients, community and colleagues safe, I don't know. I, I don't know where is, you know, it's it's it was very sad this week. You know, we've lost one of our own. It'd be, it'd be really interesting to hear from everybody um, watching um, this morning. And thank you all. There's loads of you. So just write in the comments section what's been happening with you this week with viewings, with market appraisals. Are you still seeing more physical face-to-face -face market appraisals? Is there, are we moving towards the um, virtual appraisals? You know, what's, hap what's happening out there? Be interesting to know. But yeah, it's... Um, it's sad, isn't it? When, you know, I mean, there's so many people now. And, and in fact, there's so many agents that I know that um, have either had it, somebody in their office has had it, 
Um, so, you know, the paramount and safety of everybody, um, really, really important, really important. Well, you, look at, um, you look at Charlie Peardis, you know, fit, healthy, trains regularly. Um, and if you remember back, I think it was what, June, July, August time last year when people were starting to say it's a bug, it's a, a hoax, this, that and the other. I think Charlie came out and quite publicly, I don't know whether it was a video or a, or, or a written post, came out quite publicly and said, guys, this is real. I've had it and it absolutely wiped him out. And and, and those that know Charlie, he stands stands up here. He's got the smoothest hair in the industry. Sorry, Jerry Lyons. Um, and he's he's really physically fit. You know, he's a really, you know, fit guy, um, personal trainer two or three times a week, you know, and it, and it wiped him, didn't it? It knocked him for six. So um, yeah, it's very real. And, and you're right, Luca, you know, we have, an absolute moral and ethical responsibility, uh, and it's not you know it's not just it's not just colleagues, it's clients, it's it's our community, isn't it? You know, it just takes one foolish action, action, and you've got that domino effect. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, uh, absolutely. They, they they just know it, it spread, so we've just got to keep doing keep doing our bit. But um, but Stephen, how was your week? I think mm. I think you've had quite a quiet one, haven't you? Yeah, you could you could say so. Um, Masterclass was exceptional. Um, in between, it was dispersed with um, re receiving news about my wife that they're not going to um, carry on any um, treatment anymore, and she's only got weeks to live. Um, so Monday was a really hard day, having to tell the kids, having to tell the family, speaking to hospices, speaking to carers. Um, and then obviously I had a really busy week as well. So incredibly challenging, incredibly hard. Uh, but I'm just very grateful for um, everybody, all the comments about the uh, masterclass um, and the reaction that it's brought. Um, it was absolutely fantastic. So that's really been helpful. Um, I think it was helpful that I was doing the Daniel masterclass as well because um, that kept my mind occupied. Um, I don't think I slept a lot this week. Um, I found it hard with so much on my mind um, with that, the Daniel Masterclass. Um, but, you know, similar to you, um, this last week the show kicked me into action and um, I set up a GoFundMe page for um, computers for homeschooling um, to get the industry suppliers involved um, and so far raised £3,800. Um, which wow. is absolutely amazing. Um, so I am, if you are a supplier and you are watching, you know, 50,000 is a magic number to make a massive difference. Luke, I know you were on um, BBC Five Live Drive Time. Um, that was an amazing um, interview that you gave. Um, and, you know, I think from last week, you know, we had um, James Kendall and we had Jerry Lyons on. Um, and it's made a massive difference. And I actually want to give a massive shout out here to um, Oliver James, because Oliver, um, I think, in fairness to him, started off this um, printing email. Um, he did. Off, and that's gone absolutely. Um, and that's gone absolutely viral. And um, I don't think we praised Oliver enough last week, or I don't even think we mentioned him. And it was Ollie that started this. And, you know, seeing all the posts um, that's out there, 
And then what is also amazing is that how many other people have picked up this computer for schools. Um, so I know um, Adam Mackay, Abigail, Annabelle, um, in Jerry's group, there's quite a few people. And as an industry, wow, what are we doing? You know, it's just we're coming together and we're making a massive difference with our homeschooling. So for me, um, time is of the essence. So if you need or are looking to get involved in your community and do, and, and, and do this, excuse my dog. Um, I think he's just, <laughs> he's just seen the squirrel in the garden, so I may have to go in a sec um, to let him out. Um, but what we're doing as a community, um, a state agency, is wow, you know, absolutely amazing. Whether it's the printing the emails, which is the or the go funding for um, the, the home computers, you know, absolutely brilliant. Or you know what Piger and Crone have been doing as well. Um, that's absolutely amazing. You know, they've raised over thirty thousand um, pounds for the British Heart Foundation by doing this hundred k walk as well. So absolutely brilliant stuff. To I think they've got over. 220 people are doing walking 100k so you know this is what i love about our our industry um you know how we're all pulling together and yeah andy what you said earlier about you know the moral issue you know should actually estate agents be open um and doing and you know and doing these things um so but it's um I, th I think it's amazing. So fair play to um, everybody. I think it's absolutely incredible what we're doing um, and well done. So let, let's keep it going um, and go from there. So Andy, you talked well, about Daniel Spencer. So um, what did you take away? Oh, loads. Before before we head into that, well done, Simon. Where at least done 60K, but we didn't mean your bar bill, mate. We meant kilometres, not pounds tool um daniel spencer uh daniel spencer oh wow mate it was it was so full of content so i think the um the buying triangle um i think is something that we revisited i know it's it's been demonstrated before but i think one thing that came out of that um and i know tom panos uses it as well but the buying triangle to find your emotional buyers they shop in the fair market value category i thought that was gold and I also love the graph, um, which demonstrates when it shifts from being a um, seller's market with the highest chance of achieving the best possible price into a buyer's market. And, and actually, that's something that um, immediately I screenshotted it and uh, sent it over to Assad and Vicky for the inclusion in our seven steps to uh, a successful sale brochure, which we're, we're launching with um with, with everything that we've got going on at the moment with um, things things in the background for improvements to our business. So um, and I actually demonstrated that um, the clients that I just mentioned, um, I valued their property at office in excess. So they bought it at two, four, three and a half, two years ago. And I valued it office in excess of 240 to drive that price competition up because I don't know what other people are thinking. I, it's interesting. I saw Sharon's comment there about our area because we're only about 40 miles away. Um, and the buyer pool in our area is shrinking, um, definitely. Um, and um, the, the number of physical viewings has, has decreased, but the number of online views, if you look year on year, it's about a 78% increase. So maybe people are heeding and maybe they are doing more online searching. 
at the moment, but we've got very few instructions coming to the market in our area at the moment. We're holding our own really, really well, but that's leading the weak agents to do their usual overvalue, underdeliver, and undercut on fees. So I had, um, uh, I, I suggested offers in excess of 240, uh, drive the price up to that 250 level, which I think is probably where it'll settle, maybe just above. Um, and two other agents valued it at 260 and 270. In fact, one of the agents quoted that if you don't use Andy at location, location will do three quarters of a percent. And it's just like, really? Um, but the, the son uh, wanted to come and have a physical meeting. Um, so we sat socially distanced in the boardroom and I went through the, the graph. Um, I went through the buying triangle, um, used a couple of the little nuggets that, that he came out with. And um, it's coming on the market. We've got 1.75% and offers in excess of 240. So it's worth spending that little bit of time with people. Fantastic. Um, just to say, look, if people want the recordings, the workbook and the slides, um, you can still get hold of them. Direct message me. I'll tell you what the investment is. And I'm giving um, £20 to the um, computer for homeschooling for every person that takes um, on the recording. So direct message me if you want the recording. To, um, the other thing I would give away today um, for anybody who wasn't on it, he came up with an exceptional daily focus sheet. So if you want the focus sheet as well, um, direct message me and I will send that over to you. And a, cu a couple of takeaways for me, um, really simple questions. So um, Luke, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Good. Um, how's your living space at the moment? Cramped. Okay, so, you know, very simple question there, just gives me an opportunity to maybe get a market appraisal, okay, just by asking that question. Now, one of the things that I think we should all be focusing on at the moment as agents is being smart, okay? So, you know, I know Amy's on here, so thank you, Amy, and I'm sorry, I'm a naughty boy, so you can blame me and you'll know, you'll know why. But... At the moment, if I was an agent, I would be targeting properties with gardens, offices, and um, good broadband speeds, because that's where people are looking for at the moment. So you need to be um, strategic and smart in what you're looking for. So just by that one question, how's your living space, could lead to a market appraisal. Um, Andy? Sorry, tech, unmute myself. Yes. Um, do you know any neighbours that are thinking of moving? Possibly. Okay, there you go. So another question. Just if, the arguments, uh, if the arguments over the road or anything to go by over Christmas, I think there's a divorce case that's about to hit the market for sure. There you go. There you go. Solicitor but, referral. <laughs> but again, I've asked that question um, a couple of times on the training session this week, um, and I've managed to pick up two market appraisals as a result. Just by asking people in their living accommodation this week, I managed to get five market appraisals, which turned into five instructions. So again, these questions cost you absolutely nothing. We'll open the door um, and we'll pick you up market appraisals. Luke, um, you know, I know you had an incredibly busy week with your um, your homeschooling computers and you're going out and prospecting. So how much have you raised? Uh, so we're up to, I think it's about 2,800 on the GoFundMe page. Um, and we've had 
donations so far of about an extra 40, 45 tablets. We've got 30 extra tablets being dropped in on Monday. So that'll take that up to 70, 75. In addition to our one, 120 that we pledged already, then we've got the donations, which we have already spent. Um, so it's not like we're waiting for that to reach the magic number and then we're going to go out and buy them. So as and when enough comes in to order 10 and we order 10, we go and pick them up, get them distributed out to the schools. So, um, so yes, yeah, so we were on local radio. We went on to five live, uh, as well. Um, and the, uh, the pleas keep coming in. I had two overnight from different schools um where they're, they're kind of desperate to try and get their hands on some tablets to help also some really nice messages back um one from uh a teacher that said he he jumped on a couple of zoom uh sessions and um he he said it was great to see all these kids that wouldn't have had access now actually homeschooling uh, he said you, you can't comprehend how much of a difference that's going to make to to a child's education um at the minute so so they are all, all really really great grateful so and also just bringing other parts of the community together so we had a local church uh they sent it out in their newsletter they've actually made donations direct so the um uh the vicar sent me an email actually yesterday updating me on the total and they've raised 600 pounds so that's on top of the 2800 uh as well so um so yeah so that's um it's it's going well. It's going well, and it's busy. Um, it's quite time consuming, but it's but it's well well worth it. And in between time, I managed to drop in early part of the week to do some of the Daniel Spencer training. I haven't done the latter end because time just ran away with me. But I have been catching up on it on the pre recordings, and um, I think my comment as to how valuable it was sums it all up that I put on your on your Facebook page. Uh, that was stolen. That was stolen from Blackadder. If anyone didn't recognise okay. it, so go on and say it again. I'm going to see whether you can remember. What you <laughs> <laughs> so you'd be, have to be completely mad, professor of madness that went went to mad universities, not to not miss, miss out on this mad opportunity. So, um, but uh, uh, Blackadder does a far better impression of um, of doing it. So, um, so yeah. But no, my takeaways for Daniel Spencer from just just a couple of bits was um one was just a simple thing like actually sending a, any appointment based uh activity that you send actually send a calendar calendar invite so they can drop so if it's a viewing um if it's a phone call to have with you um so maybe it's a, let's, let's say for example it's a vendor management call or property management call um to send the calendar invite out so that it's in their diary so they don't forget about it so at the start of the day when someone's reviewing the calendar they, they know that they're going to be having a conversation with andy overman to review the marketing on their home um or yeah. they're viewing this viewing this house um so that that was that was uh an obvious a key one but it should, should be an obvious one um and then the questions to the vendor about what made them buy the home in the first place then more importantly i think is what objections or obstructions would a potential buyer have when offering and viewing the home and i know daniel kind of talked about it being maybe over overlooked or not private and that kind of thing so having your armory already those kind those kind of questions um and also with that then carries forward in terms of your negotiation doesn't it as well so um so that they're, they're my kind of main main ones so far but only got up to a day and a half so 
Um, so I'm, there's there's plenty more gold in there. No, oh, mate, the negotiation one is gold. That that yeah. you'll, you'll enjoy that final session. Yeah, yeah. yeah I buzzed, buzzed around yeah. with that all day yesterday. Yeah. But like Stephen so, said, where where has this guy been hiding? Where where is he? Where has he been hiding? To, we've obviously heard about the Josh Fegans, the Tom Panoses, the the Tom Ferries, and uh, of uh, and the David Knox of this world. But then Daniel Spencer, where where is where has he been? So I think he's going to be a key a key player in the UK market going forward. Now, thanks to Stephen. Well, nineteenth of April that week, he's back again for another five days. So put that put yeah put that in your diaries now um, again. Um, but yeah, he he was he was exceptional. Uh, he sent a really lovely um, video message, which was um, which was great. So um, let's talk about the week that's just gone work wise. Um, so how was the second week back at work? Um, and again, everybody comment as well. Um, have you noticed the phones ringing less and less? Um, you know, are they just procedural buyers? Um, thank you. Glad somebody's put it in. That's the first one gone. Excellent. Um, so how, how have you found things? Still doing more market pressures. I mean, you had a really strong first week, Luke. What's mm. the second week like? Still getting offers? What's happening uh, with the pipeline? Yeah. Is that going over the line? Yeah, the pipeline's going over the line. Um, we've got a little bit of reluctance on some solicitors, not many, but some. But they did this even when there wasn't a lock, uh, a national lockdown, where they're insisting upon simultaneous. Uh, and only last, I think I talked about it last Friday, um, we had a chain of four that had to be simultaneous, just because this one solicitor. Uh, refused to do anything in advance. So all the owners had to book and prepay their removals. And guess when it decided to just decided when they uh, guess when they decided that it actually went over the line. 10, ten to four. It's got to be. Yeah, rough, roughly about right. Roughly yeah, about 10 minutes, right. 10 minutes before the banking structure closes for the day. Yeah. 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 So um, I, don't, I, I personally don't know how they how they get away with it. I don't think it's right for their client. Um, so yeah. Can yes, I, Stephen. Can I ask a question? Um, stamp duty holiday we've been told um, finishes on the thirty first of March. How are you handling that conversation now with your um, buyers? Um, because the likelihood of it actually, you know, you. Um, you exchanging and completing before then is, I would say, yeah, minimal. Yeah. Uh, unless your name's Andy Overman and you get things done in 49 days. Um, what are you saying and how are you making aware your buyers that, you know, they will have to pay the full stamp duty amount? So, uh, so we're asking them what provision they've made to pay the stamp duty for the deal going past the, the, the March deadline. And have and have they got the necessary funds in order to pay it? And if the answer is no, then it's it's a serious consideration as to whether or not we even waste our time in putting it into 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 a memorandum of sale. Yeah. Um, at at yeah. the minute, and we've had a couple of people come back. Well, if not, then we'd be asking for a reduction. So, so we put that to the owner, and the owner said no chance. <laughs> but, but theory, these are the things that as agents we need to be thinking about now 
Absolutely. Um, we need to be having these conversations at the start. Um, yes, they may still try and do it um, at the end and reduce the price. But uh, I suppose you've now actually, it's in the vendor's mind that this may happen. Well, I think it's in the vendor's best interest, surely, isn't it? Because, um, again, would you invest three months' work to not get any money back on it, it, knowing what you know, what you knew in the future as to what you're going to do now? And I think that's why you've got to have those conversations. Um, do, do you around find that. it really strange how many people have probably paid 10 grand more than they would have done 12 months ago for the same property to yeah. save 900 quid on stamp duty? It's just absolutely fucking bonkers. And, and actually, I think when the market, it, it will inevitably, there will be a level out, I think, after the 31st of March. I don't, I, I genuinely don't think it's going to be extended. You know, you've got all these people jumping in these groups. Can you sign this? Can you lobby <laughs> government for this? And and it's just like, fuck off. We've known, it, it's it's like the tenant yeah. feedback, isn't it? You yeah, there's got to be an end. There's got to be an end. Yeah, yeah, there's like, got to be an end point to it. Yeah. It's just like, look, we've known yeah. this for months. But I do think you're right. It's it's how they um, how they structure, you know, how agents structure it. So for us, when we're um, completing the purchase application form now, if we, you know, if a buyer can't demonstrate that they've got sufficient funds for the deposit and the stamp duty and the solicitor's costs yeah. for the purchase, um then it's simply you know it's a no it's a no deal um i have noticed this week so we had as i said i had three valuations cancelled this week um and they all uh, or two two of them were uh, over 70s and they got their shielding letters so that's understandable um and there was one that just said look we don't really need to move at the moment we're not going to hit the stamp duty deadline and to be honest with you um you know, with the rising rate of infections that we have here, or had here locally, and they just felt it was a risk to to themselves and and to us that they they didn't want to take at this time. So I did a virtual valuation with them, followed up with key facts for buyers, um, and and they're happy. They're in the system. But um, yeah, I launched a bungalow last week, and the inquiries I would say are probably thirty percent of what they sh they were or would have been twelve months ago. But that's the category that. Is not moving freely at the moment so it's interesting yeah it's interesting well it's, it's similar isn't it to i mean we we have quite a few over 55s developments yeah um so like maybe in mccarthy and stone and sanctuary housing and things and again they're they're showing less activity um mm. more so more so at the minute and it is quite difficult to get viewings because obviously you, you're an outside person going into quite a secure environment with very vulnerable people so yeah. realistically do you want to be taking members of the public through that through that property so you've got you've got several you've got several issues there one is the people coming to actually view it obviously you've got virtual viewings not not a problem but then a lot of those establishments are, are not allowing viewings or maybe allowing viewings on set days Mm. Uh, for, the, for them to happen so it is it is a different part of the market those complexes have really gone up in popularity and um, mm. there's one in Bury St Edmunds it's got its own cinema room it's got its yeah. own, uh, honestly it's an amazing place. Stephen you'd, you'd just about qualify for that now wouldn't you over 55s very yeah. safe very yeah. safe and, yeah, and cinema, play, cinema on your doorstep <laughs> thank you you go around during the day and very they're in the resident lounge and they've all got the wine open 
Yeah. So, and some of them even have like on-site restaurants uh, so, as well, don't they? Where it's like two pound fifty for a right. I don't know that for a full well. meal. Yeah. We'll we'll find you a night. We'll find you a nice one, Stephen. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but no, we we've we've been similar, Andy. Where people valuations haven't been as strong. Um, I think there's an element of people homes at home homeschooling, so they're taking the their time with with the children um, and not having the not having the valuations, um, and and I do hope it's also people reacting that if it's not essential, we're not going to get the agent out. It's only the essential ones where where we're going to get the agent out. But the exchanges are happening, the sales are being agreed. Uh, it's maybe giving an opportunity for some of the properties that because there isn't as much stock coming to the market to to sell. Uh, so maybe some of the stock that's been sitting around there a, li a little bit longer. Phone calls are very similar. Our biggest dip was Wednesday. So we were probably about 150 phone calls down on previous Wednesdays um, across, across across the offices. Um, but, th but then the rest of the week was similar, if not a little bit higher. Uh, Saturday was probably 15% up on previous Saturdays. Uh, but then we are making a reference point to maybe the last. So we, I look at always look at the say the last six to eight weeks. So we're looking into mid to late November as Saturdays to compare it to. So we've got lockdown two then, but also the mm. run up to Christmas. So and do you think? And I think people started celebrating Christmas a lot earlier this year, and the phones definitely died off a lot earlier this year. So maybe the reference point is a, is yeah. a lower one. I mean, I don't know. You know, Luke, you deal with tens and tens of properties weekly um and obviously i will be but uh, not 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 this year it's going to take uh, 12 months to build it um but i sense that it's definitely quieter this january than it was last january without any shadow yeah. of a doubt yeah abs absolutely i mean our, our focus is that we've got to get this pipeline through um because we, we've got we've got a bulging pipeline as as most agents probably have um, and you, you need to focus those efforts on on kind of on kind of getting it through. Um, but some, something else that was interesting this so we we did our refresher training this week on money laundering or anti money laundering. It's very um, good Michael Day, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So we had we had Mike in, albeit on Zoom. So we had two sessions. Um, but what what probably scares me is the lack not not for us but for other agents is the lack of understanding around anti-money laundering checks um and not actually being aware of what their duties and obligations are and i think they're, they're just walking a, a tightrope before actually being caught and then ending up with a big fine um so uh be interesting to see when was the last time some of our listeners actually had and this isn't a plug for michael day because there's plenty of uh providers out there that will provide training but when was the last time everyone actually did a refresher on their aml processes and practices and are they doing online are they doing just manual checks uh in terms of their in terms of their aml uh as well but no certainly we've had a lot of changes new new colleagues join us and again it's good to just top it up i learned something new um so every day is a school day um yeah. so it's well worth it something that's going to keep me out of prison i'm quite happy to invest some time and money in what do you love know? share it share it share it it was more around when you're doing aml on trusts 
Um, I mean, we don't come across many trusts, but it's those curveballs that you get and everyone comes to you and says, what do I do here? And you've got to be the kind of the font of all knowledge. So it was more around what what we do on trusts and who would we do it on. And again, those probate sales. yeah, probate sales, yeah, right. sales with solicitors, uh, and who is the solicitor acting as the executor? And you know, because there's yeah. and there's greater risk uh, there as well, isn't there? Because solicitors yeah. are susceptible or perceived Correct. to be more susceptible to, and, yeah, but, uh, to to that happening. And who do you alert, and when, and how do you flag it? And yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, and it was also on so just clearing up some discrepancy where people thought that we did the ML on the beneficiaries um no and, just the executor isn't it yeah so it's the people that are in control of the decision essentially so yeah um again it's like why are we going to the expense but also maybe pissing people off if we're trying to again trying to establish who are going to be the beneficiaries and doing the AML on all of those when perhaps there's only one executor and you could have made life a hell of a lot easier for you yeah. so um so i do i do think um a lot of agents probably need to look at look at their kind of AML practices because what we see that goes on in Leicester um, would suggest that um, a lot of agents aren't aren't au fait with what the regulations are and I think the statistic is 0.7% of all reports of suspicious activity with uh, Luke, we've lost you. Hello. Temporarily, temporarily lost Luke. I'll tell you the interesting one with, hey, are you back? Yeah, I'm back now. AirPods disconnected and re- (laughs) The interesting one um, I find with AML as well is the amount of solicitors that, uh, sorry, the amount of estate agents that don't realize that it's not just an AML check at the point of instruction or the point of sale agree. You've got that ongoing responsibility for due diligence all the way through to exchange of contracts. So um, there's an agent locally to me that's uh, that's like, well, um, have you done an AML check? And I was like, of course we have, there are vendors. Uh, Have you got a copy of their driving license and passport? And that's it. That's the extent of the AML check. And you're just like, I mean, we're fortunate obviously with Salesforce property base Hubble um we're building that automated integration within to the platform at the moment um, on all parties but you've still then got to have the due diligence and the foresight to be able to get the physical id um yeah. and and validate it and it's amazing how many people just take a snapshot of the id yeah. and then and then not stamp it with the i certify which yeah. it, it, it it makes taking the id irrelevant in the first place someone's so, trying to steal that cane shirt in Stephen's utility i've just seen some chap run in there he's he's running by jack (laughs) morning jack he's gone to get his milk so luke 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 you like shiny new toys as much as i do i think um and uh there was a shiny new toy released this week have you had a play around with it yet I've not, uh, because it's been that busy, I've not even had a chance to have a look at it. Um, so, but I know that, I know that you've been having a play with your new toy. Um, <laughs> Shall we show people? Shall we yeah. show people quickly? So, um, let me, so, um, 
part so part of the responsibility that we have as agents now is to I think give people all of the information that they want in order to be able to make an informed decision as to whether they want to then go on to the virtual viewing and then from the virtual viewing into a physical viewing this uh, four clients it only got released I think on Friday four clients I've sent it to and it's gone down an absolute storm so let me see if I can share screen How are we doing? Have we got a share? Yeah. Okay, so key facts for buyers have just come live via Sprift and they literally pull in all of the information about a property into one place. So you've got your, uh, sorry, your overview there. Um, title number, plot size, last entry sold, mobile phone signals, the video tour can be embedded into it. So the Matterport tour, all of your pro photography, floor plan, EPC, house price statistics, sold in your street. This one I really like, Luke. Um, local schools yeah so how far are you from the local school um my kids school outstanding it's oversubscribed parents opinions happiness ratings anti-bullying ratings um you've also got your transport yeah. links so yeah. for us it's bus and rail i suppose for, for you know london-based agents it would be tube and train um a little bit in there about your agent um a testimonials and then qualifier with the data quality and i like this as well the socials it flips straight into your social channels and at any stage message the agent so boom yeah very good very I good. Think and it's all about that information that buyers need um and as simon well rightly points out broadband speeds are so important yeah definitely Definitely love the property passport concept. And then Kate Griffin, I love this reusing it. How did it go down with your clients on Thursday, Friday, Kate? Um, be interesting to see. But I think, do you know what? For, for years and years and years and years as an industry, that data is available to people, isn't it? But there's nobody until now that has pulled it together into being a kind of fully... immersive it's, it's it's completely interactive isn't it yeah. Yeah. And, and and you know the amount of times you have a bias is well how you know how 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 near's the local school where's the you know where's the local train station where's the nearest bus stop for my elderly grandmother or what broadband speeds can i get because i need at least 50 megs yeah. to, to work from home or whatever so but it's been yeah. done in a in a sexy way hasn't it and and a decent way of presenting that information rather than uh, I know Zoopla have done similar things, but it's amongst adverts and and the user experience of it isn't amazing. But that is um, that's a, a lot more user friendly. What would the investment be for this? And who is it? So it's Sprift. It's 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 offered by Sprift. Um, and the investment will depend on whether your sales, lettings, numbers and that like. I think the best thing or the best place that we could direct people to, or unless Amy wants to pop up in the comments, um, would just be to go and have a chat with Amy Shields and she will put you in touch with the uh, relevant person. 
In fact, Amy's going to love me for this on a Sunday morning if her phone starts going off the hook. But this is what we're all about. 07899237114. Hit Amy Shields up. Talk to her directly. <laughs> Stitched up, princess. <laughs> Interactive property reports, Andy. Thank you, Amy. Good. Okay. Well, look, I've got the shoot. So thank you, yeah. you for your time this morning. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Um, I'm going to say goodbye now, and I'm going to leave um, Andy and Luke to wrap up, and I will catch up with you all soon. See you later, everybody. Bye, Andy. Bye, Luke. Do all the best, mate. Take care. Bye. Take care. So then, Andy, what does um, the week ahead look like for you and Location Location East? Yes, it's, it's, I think we're always having to adapt at the moment, aren't we? Um, mm. and, and pivot, uh, it's, it's challenging. Um, for us, it's a continuation. I think the, the, the biggest thing for us is that um, just over communicate. So we want to get all of the community values. We want to, um, we, we, I, I, I think leaflet dropping, door knocking all of that completely out of the question at the moment um and so for us it's it's about um we're gearing up a campaign around the swift report so so the um, interactive property reports um i think there'll be huge value and a huge value add for people that are looking to sell at the moment because it will pull all of the data across and show them how well informed we are um but also i think we can offer that and spin that service off to um other other people uh, clients of other estate agents not only you know they may have their eye on another property with another agent are we able to offer that report to them yeah. um so like buying, buying service buying advice service for your vendors yeah absolutely and i just think for us at the moment it's about being the value add so it's having as many um quality quality constructive conversations with as many people as possible um, but doing so in a sensitive way. So when I'm phoning, obviously, we've got a limited database because we, we were a new start mid-November. Um, but the first thing we're asking people is uh, when we phone them is, hi, it's Andy at Location Location. How are you and your family doing? It's, it's absolutely, there's nothing there that's business generating um, in the first sentence. I, 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 you know, I think it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's about community now, isn't it? yeah absolutely uh, absolutely and, and um, we we just want we just want to keep getting more and more of the tablets in like i said we've got 30 turning up monday um plus a 10 from the donations so far so that's 40 that are going to be going out to schools on monday at some point um try and Brilliant. keep up the awareness try and see what publicity we can get from that from other media sources um and and like you say it's it's just about being there and having those conversations with people um not necessarily going out to do the valuations uh it may be just to let them know what the market's what the market's doing and what what are our thoughts on where the market's heading um yeah so again just just be a bit of a commentator on on that as well so um so so yeah it's, it's going to be a busy week i've got a new starter um uh, with us but it was from someone that's already in the business that's been kind of promoted. Um, so Kirsty. Um, uh, so she's moving away from lettings and she's actually for her sins going to become my PA. Oh, um, right. Does Kirsty actually know. know what she's let herself in for, mate? 
<laughs> so the first is it, is it too late to get a warning out to her <laughs> no i've already i've already warned i've not i've not sugarcoated it in any way i've said the first thing you have to do is put up with my moods that was the first thing that was the first thing i said and voice um, messages at six o'clock in the morning when something pops into your head when you come back from the gym and it's like yeah. six o'clock you mean four o'clock <laughs> not, not, sit, not sit. I'm not going to let. I'm not going to let her have a lie in. So, uh, so that that's a, that's a good. So again, that's about trying to get time back um, and be more organised and uh, be more focused around where we where we're heading with with the business um, and and also help get back into the office and and do the things that I I love rather than just becoming uh, an administration person uh, and doing things that way. So um, so it's a so it should be should be a good week good good and i can't i can't let you go i've just got i've got a very excited young lady who turns eight tomorrow luke who wanted to come wow. on the podcast and there you go so wave to everybody this is sophia sophia turns eight years old tomorrow happy birthday to you all right you go off with your sister i love you princess so it's a new, new phone, new MacBook. Oh, mate. Don't, don't. She's already had an upgrade on her phone. Um, <laughs> she's, she's, oh, mate, she's worse than me. Um, she was running around, Assad and Vicky, bless them, got the girls. Thank you, Abigail. Um, Assad and uh, Vicky got them digital cameras for Christmas. And yeah. we had all Christmas where they were just literally papping everything in sight. And, um, yeah, she's, um, she came to my office yesterday and because obviously we're not having so many boardroom meetings. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, guys. Um, we've got the green screen set permanently up there. And she's like, Daddy, is this where you do the videos? I want to do a video. Can I have a YouTube channel? I'm like, you're eight years old. There's no way you're having a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, but think, think about it. Think about it, Andy. I could monetize it. Yeah. Monetize it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, listen, it's been a great week. Luke, what you guys, um, thank you, Kate. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Sharon. Thanks, Abigail. It's very kind. I'll pass the birthday messages on to uh, Sophia afterwards. But Luke, what you've done this week and the way that the industry has come together um, over the last two weeks, the, you know, the, the devices for the computers for schools, devices for schools, brilliant. Um, Oliver James, um, Oliver Press, massive, massive mention to him. I think he was, as, as Stephen said, the first person to uh, initiate the printing at home. And I know it's gone down an absolute storm. Actually, that guy has gone from from a complete cold startup to number one agent in his area. And when you look at the video content and what what he's doing for the community and how he's gone yeah. about it, kudos to him. Well done, OJ. Um, fantastic, fantastic results. Keep it up, my friend. Um, yes, it's going to get challenging. I've, uh, I've no doubt uh, over the next few weeks, but um, yeah, nothing worth having is ever easy, is it, Luke? Absolutely. Absolutely. Otherwise, everyone would be doing it, won't they? So, everyone would be doing it. Thank I know you very much for everyone's ears and eyes this morning. Yes, and I know he's gone now, um, and uh, I know, obviously, you know, Stephen means the world to you and I um, mm. uh, on, on a friendship basis. But um, you know, he, you know, the, privately, uh, you know, what he said to us about the support that he's felt with everybody in this group and on these podcasts. So, guys, just keep the little messages in uh, uh, popping into him. Just keep checking in. Um, yeah, he he really does appreciate it. If he's not got time to get back to everybody individually at the moment, you'll understand why. But um, yeah, one of the nicest guys in the industry going through a very difficult time. So uh, we're always here for you, Stephen, mate. Take care. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.